Hello, welcome to the Dairy Dive. My name is Scott Harris, brand manager for Master's Choice, and today we're going to look at the nutritional value of your corn silage. I hope you're buckled up because we're diving deep. First of all, we hope we can try to educate you so you learn just a little bit, a little bit. My whole life's been dairy farming. Some days he wonders <laughs> why he ever milk cows. It's kind of just in the blood around here. I don't know what it is, but we like livestock. Buckle up. The Dairy Dive starts now. Scott, we have a return guest on the podcast today. Is this our first return guest since kind of relaunching? Uh, I think it is, uh, but we have another one coming up. Yeah. Um, anybody who heard our episode a few months back with Talia Danzinger, she's going to be coming back here soon, so make sure you keep an eye out for that. But uh, today we have Steve Massey from Renaissance Nutrition on the podcast, and he was one of our uh, one of our very early guests, maybe our first guest on the podcast relaunch. Uh, back last August. I believe he was our first guest, yeah, when we relaunched. So Steve is a very smart guy, and we actually both had the conversation after the interview. Um, just so the listener knows, we've, we've already done the interview when we record the beginning of the podcast. Say what? Yeah, so it's it's just not recorded linearly. Uh, but when we hung up with Steve, we had the conversation of, that dude is smart. Yes, very bright. And I think he brought out some, and we, we actually had a really long conversation about this after the podcast. It, it spurred some good stuff. Uh, he brings some aspects and some ways to look at your corn silage to light that even even that I don't think we had necessarily looked at before. Yeah, I think that it, you know it, you know listening to this, if you're a, you know a dairyman or a nutritionist working with a lot of different dairies, whether you're a quality focused. Uh, individual or tonnage focused or try to be in that uh, gray area spot between the two there's stuff in here for you I think it's really going to open your eyes to maybe some thoughts that you hadn't had before um, and we can make this joke because we sell seed corn but maybe the people listening to it won't appreciate it as much but uh, does Steve maybe make a case here somewhat indirectly that uh, price should not necessarily be the number one driver when you're selecting your seed corn one could definitely make that uh, draw that line, okay, without a lot of uh, stretch. Yeah, um, and maybe so. there's even some um, some data and some value that we can look at in our seed corn that could make the case that even buying a, a cheaper product is actually going to cost you more money. Yeah, there's uh, there's very few of these podcasts that we record. While I think I really do enjoy doing every single one of them. There's very few that at the end of it, I just like sit back and I'm like, yes, that was it. That was it. And, uh, Steve did that with us, uh, on this recording. And so, um, we hope you guys get as much as we got out of it. That's for sure. Yeah. It, this is the dairy dive. And, and obviously at master's choice, we put on the dairy dive, we record it, we publish it. But, uh, I think we, one of the things we want to do with this podcast is we want it to be in a resource for the dairy industry, not just a master's choice commercial. And so it's really easy for us to get excited about this because as he's talking about ways that the dairy farms can improve efficiency, it really did feel like it was hammering home master's choice pretty good. And that wasn't necessarily how we planned it out. Yeah, it was not by des It truly was not by design. I think if you've listened to the show long enough, you know, we cover plenty of topics that has not necessarily anything to do with us. We just want to be an asset and a resource um, to the dairy industry. 
I think the best thing to do now is for you and Steve Massey to uh, to educate us on the uh, nutritional value of corn silage. I think so. It's going to be good stuff. All right, so to bring in an expert here around this topic of the value of corn silage, we have with us Steve Massey, and if you've listened to the what used to be called the MC Podcast, but now called the Dairy Dive, you might recognize Steve's name. He's been a guest on the podcast before, and so we'd like to bring in Steve Massey. Why don't you start off and just remind everybody, Steve, I know you work for Renaissance, but what do you do there? What's your title? Um, I'm head of the nutrition department, uh, work tech support and field support. Uh, I tell everybody my territory is uh, Pittsburgh, PA to Osaka, Japan. And so uh, I get to see lots of things going on with uh, corn silage in the Midwest and the uh, far West. That's a slightly impressive territory, Steve. I'm not going to lie. That's uh, that's pretty big. Yeah, they keep me uh, hopping at work here. Yeah, I would say so. Um, so you, you know, you had brought up. So we've had Steve on before, and uh, Steve and I have been visiting back and forth a little bit about having him on again. And he had mentioned a couple different times, kind of looking at the actual uh, value of corn silage. Um, I think that I could safely say from, and I know you've got more experience than I do in this area, Steve. But would you say, as a general rule? dairies tend to undervalue or or maybe lack of understanding the value in their corn silage? Yeah, I think that would be a huge understatement. Uh, the, uh, the dollars involved in the decision on picking the right corn silage and, and evaluating the corn silage is uh, really misunderstood in a lot of cases. And so we tend to, you know, we run into a lot of farms that uh, will kind of right out of the gate say, I don't care about quality, I just want tonnage. And while we understand that sentiment, we kind of want to bring to light what they could actually be costing themselves in this whole process. Is that also fair to say? Very fair to say. Yeah. So when you talk about average nutrients and ton of corn silage, what are we looking at, Steve? Yeah, well, if you do you know, take a ton of wet corn silage, uh, since we feed cows on a dry matter basis, uh, we really need to look at it on a dry matter uh, that's that's produced per ton, and then what kind of nutrients are in that uh, that dry matter. And so, um, you know, if you take your normal thirty five percent dry matter corn silage, so a ton of wet corn silage would really only give you seven seven hundred pounds of dry matter. And so, and then like we take a look and say, okay, in that 700 pounds, what is there? Uh, so seven and a half percent crude protein is pretty much an average uh, corn silage value. So that's 52 and a half pounds of protein uh, that's in that 700 pounds or that ton of wet corn silage. Uh, 40% starch, that's 280 pounds of starch. Uh, but dairy cows really don't make milk on starch. They make milk on the digestible starch or the fermentable starch. And so our labs give us that number, that seven-hour uh, in vitro starch digestion number. And 75 is a pretty typical number of that. And so that 700 pounds of dry matter and that ton of wet corn silage would give us 210 pounds of actual fermentable starch, starch that we can make milk with. Uh, same is true with fiber. Uh, NDF typically is 35%. Uh, so that's about 245 pounds of fiber and that uh, 700 pounds of dry matter. 
60% at 30 hour NDF digestibility is pretty typical. So that's 147 pounds of digestible fiber uh, that's in that ton of wet corn silage. And then because phosphorus is so expensive and there's some variability in phosphorus numbers among corn silage, um, you know, our normal phosphorus at uh, 0.2, uh, that's 14 pounds of phosphorus uh, that we're going to grow uh, in that in that ton of corn silage that we don't have to purchase. And so, so that's kind of the, the dollars are the, the nutrient values, the nutrients of value uh, that's in, that would be in a ton of corn silage. Wow. It's, it's a very different world when you look at it from that aspect, because we just throw, we tend to just throw percentages out there and not actually assign um, the nutrient value, be, getting, not even getting into the money yet, which is what we'll start to get into next, I think. But just looking at the nutrient value instead of just as a percentage, the true nutrient value is is a little bit surprising. Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of nutrients in a ton of corn silage, and it's it's why it's the uh, one of our most popular feeds uh, in the United States, feeding and and even internationally. Uh, we get more and more uh, conversations over in Japan about how they can get corn silage uh, on the island there to uh, to feed the cows. And Steve, are you sitting here trying to tell me that not all all starch is created equal? That there is a difference in digestibility in starch? Yeah, and unfortunately, Scott, that's uh, really the case. That uh, um, you know. Take, for example, if uh, I walk onto your farm and I said, uh, well, here's a 32% starch diet, and uh, your first reaction would be that, well, gosh, you're going to kill my cows. But then if I come back and say, well, it's all shelled corn is the only starch source in this diet, and you're going to look at me and say, well, you big idiot, that's all going to pass through the cows and end up in the manure. I'm not going to make any milk on that but it's a 32% starch diet. And so uh, we really have to w look at what's going on with that starch. Uh, we know that the starch that ferments in the rumen is gonna be a huge driver of milk production. And so we're looking for those flowery varieties uh, that have got a very high uh, starch in vitro uh, digestion number. And so uh, we can drive more milk production and, and uh, get less into the hind gut and even less into the fecal starch. Absolutely. And you see that from a uh, anecdotal standpoint, even if you just want to go out and look at manure, but you also can see it from just a, uh, there's starch calculators out there that you can access and uh, and see how much it's actually costing you. So, so as we look at cost, let's go into kind of assigning a cost to each of those nutrients that we kind of had talked through. So what are we looking at from assigning cost, Steve? Yeah, yeah. So I guess I'll explain really quick how, how we come up with a cost um, for each one of these nutrients. Let's pick on protein here for a second. Uh, 48B meal currently is about 550 a ton uh, out in the countryside today. Uh, obviously, there's 2,000 pounds of bean meal in a ton, but uh, again, we need to squeeze the water out of that. So there's 1,760 pounds of dry matter in that ton of, corn, of, ton of uh, soybean meal. Uh, soybean meal runs around 52.5% protein on a dry matter basis. So that's 924 pounds of protein uh, in that ton of, ton of uh, soybean meal. So if we take our current cost of 550 and divide it by that 924 pounds of protein in there, we come up with a cost per unit of protein, uh, which is just under 60 cents today. That's, that's a pretty good example. And so now, and that's a, 
a soybean meal at the current cost, do, I, I'm going to ask a question. We kind of off script a little bit. Does that soybean meal cost fluctuate quite a bit? Is it where is it in relation to currently to normal standards? High, low, normal? Oh, very high today. Yeah, it's very high today. Normally, soybean meal is going to be in that 350 to 400 range. And so uh, with the amount of uh, soybean meal that China is buying from the United States to feed all their uh, pigs and chickens, uh, that's just got the uh, soybean meal uh, price just through the roof right now. Yeah, makes sense. And then so if we were going to look at like a cost per pound of the nutrient, what would we be want to look at most importantly? On protein, uh, about 60 cents per unit of protein. Yes, 60 cents. And then, so if you would look at like starch, is do you do you know an equation we could look at for the starch side as well? Yeah. Kind of where we yeah. would be looking so, at. So it? if we're, yeah, if we're at 60 cents and kind of doing the same calculations for like fermentable starch, and let's just use uh, U.S. shelled corn at 650 a bushel. Uh, let's say that it says 75% uh, in vitro starch digestion number. Uh, so that would make fermentable starch about 25 cents uh, per pound of fermentable starch uh, as, a, as a nutrient cost. Uh, we get into more into the fiber. I will use soy hulls to make that calculation. Uh, soy hulls are currently 304 a ton. Uh, they're 66% NDF and 90% of that is digestible. Uh, so that would put us about 29 cents uh, per per unit per pound of digestible fiber. And then uh, if we just use the standard uh, biofos, 21% phosphorus uh, mineral, uh, that's currently at uh, a little over uh, $1,100 a ton, 21.5% uh, of that is uh, phosphorus. Uh, that puts phosphorus at $2.80 a pound. So a very expensive ingredient that we're feeding our cows. Wow, you weren't kidding when you said you weren't kidding when you said FOSS was a little bit pricey, were you, Steve? I was not. Yep. <laughs> That's uh, if that doesn't yeah, if that doesn't open up some eyes there, I don't know what will. Yep. So, yeah, it, it uh definitely uh sometimes that uh little bit of phosphorus we put on the fields uh, really comes back uh, to lowering our dairy diet costs pretty pretty quickly. So as we head into this next section, I want to kind of preface this a little bit to if you're listening and you just buy corn silage from your neighbor, I want you to think about what's the, what we're going to talk about next and this idea of what's a ton of corn silage really worth. And so kind of break this down for us, Steve, kind of starting with protein. Um, and we'll kind of go through each of these protein, starch, fiber, same kind of the same measurements. Right, right. So for uh, we figure that 52 and a half pounds of protein that we calculated from our uh, our uh, 700 pounds of dry matter at seven and a half percent protein um, and multiply that by that 60 cents that we said protein is worth today. Uh, just in that ton of corn silage, there's thirty one dollars and 24 cents worth of protein uh, in that ton of corn silage. Uh, if we do the same thing with looking at the fermentable starch, uh, that 210 pounds and 25 cents, uh, there's just shy of $53 worth of fermentable starch uh, in that corn silage. Uh, we do the same thing with the digestible fiber. Uh, you're looking at $42.19 uh, worth of value in that ton of corn silage. And then finally, you bring that 14 pounds of phosphorus at 280. Uh, guys, there's $39.20 worth of phosphorus wow. in that ton of corn silage. So 
all told on a dry matter basis, Scott, you're looking at about $165.55 on a dry matter basis. So now if we dilute it back down with our 65% water, uh, that puts today's corn silage worth around uh, around $58 a ton is what that's worth, fifty-seven ninety-four to be exact. Yeah, it just really makes a difference to look at these things from a dry matter basis. And I understand why we, you know, when you're talking about typical um, agreement between a a grower and a dairyman, maybe the dairyman can't grow enough corn silage, so he's buying. I understand why they're probably not going to get into this a lot um, because it's a little bit different. But looking at it from a nutrition standpoint at the, at the real cost and value of these things from a dry matter basis should open up some eyes, I would think, Steve. Yeah, I would hope so. You know, I still run into farms and say, oh, their corn silage is $45 a ton or or, uh, you know, I had a situation in Texas uh, here last a couple of weeks ago that uh, uh, the guy was going to had an opportunity to buy some corn silage for $70 a ton. And and he was having conniption fits because he thought that was way too expensive. And uh, we sat down and kind of ran the Texas numbers. And, you know, with their corn being a little more expensive and their bean mill being more expensive, uh, they actually the corn silage in that Texas farm was worth about $72 a ton. And so the 70 was not a bad deal. Um, I said, if you don't feed it, it was going to cost you $72 to make up the nutrients that you would have got from that corn silage. So it's a good deal at $70. Right. You've got to get the nutrients from somewhere. I mean, right. At the end of the day, it's got to come yeah. from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell my guys to kind of think about it looking as a balance sheet that, you know, a uh, um, hundred cows making 80 pounds of milk are, are going to need X pounds of protein a year, X pounds of fermentable starch, X pounds of fermentable NDF, X pounds of phosphorus uh, a year to be able to maintain that 80 pounds of milk. How much of that are you going to buy? How much of that are you going to grow? And so that's where looking at the value of the corn silage uh, kind of puts that on the uh, side of the balance sheet where I don't have to buy it. And so uh, uh, so the, the net value of that corn silage really comes into play big time here. Yeah. And then so just so we don't get angry, angry letters, emails and uh, postcards, we want to say that t tonnage does matter. Right, Steve? And so when we talk about the yeah. value of the acre, we got to add in tonnage. So what does that look like when we add in some tonnage? Yeah, yeah. And again, if you go back to your balance sheet, the more pounds of the phosphorus, for example, that you grow, the less you got to buy. And so, yeah, your tonnage really comes into play on this to to look at the, the value per acre of the nutrients that I'm growing that I don't have to buy. And so in our example, average corn silage, you know, 16 ton to the acre, uh, equates to about $927 worth of value uh, per acre of corn silage grown. Uh, at 20 tons per acre, that becomes $1,158. Um, and at 22 tons of the acre, then that value of the nutrients grown is $1,275 per acre. Yeah, but to take it back to the other side of this equation, Steve, and kind of go back to what we were talking about a second ago, um, I wouldn't be true to the my brand promise if I didn't bring out the fact, okay, so I don't have this uh, completely calculated out, shame on me, but, you know, let's say uh, 24 tons, but you don't get near the nutrient uh, value in it. Let's just say it's just poor quality. Uh, right. You know, how much, and let's say you take that down to $50 in nutrient value. 
you know, are you really gaining as much per acre? And that, you know, that's what we've got to be looking at. We can't, we've got to just stop focusing just on tonnage. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we've come up with a simple spreadsheet that, uh, you know, you put in those values of the, of the, of the soybean meal and, and the soy hulls and the shelled corn and the, and the biofoss and, and the spreadsheet does all the calculations on what's that value today. And then we can take and we can put in the, uh, those key nutrients from our forage samples from our corn silage test and, and get an accurate, uh, try to get an accurate number on uh, what was the average tonnage per acre. And uh, we can actually look at uh, what is the value that this variety of corn silage contributed to that balance sheet. And uh, hopefully from that look and make some good choices on, uh, hey, what am I going to plant next year? Or boy, this variety did really well income wise or, uh, or this variety did not do so well. Yeah. That's that's important to take a look at it, and I know you guys at Renaissance Nutrition do a really good job with that, and you make sure you're evaluating everything from this from this manner for the farms that you work with. And so, if you're in an area where there's a Renaissance rep, we do want to take a second and promote um, that group because they do a tremendous job with looking at this. So we appreciate that for sure from a quality side, but understanding we still need tonnage, but we've got to find that good balance of the two. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, there's value to that uh, protein in that corn silage. There's value in that fermentable starch. Uh, there's value in that fermentable NDF. And then finally, don't forget the phosphorus that's that's there. It all adds up. Yep, absolutely. Uh, it all adds up. Yep, a lot of a lot of little things that go a long way for sure. So, so the last thing we yeah. want to kind of look at, you had created a kind of a simple spreadsheet for us, Steve, and if you're you're listening on the normal podcast platform you won't be able to see this but if you will go to uh, youtube you'll be able to actually reference this um and and look at it but uh, you kind of created a sheet looks looks like you got three different varieties in here um what were the what would be the main things you'd like to point out to us in regards to this spreadsheet steve yeah well obviously you go immediately to uh how many uh dollars of nutrients did this acre uh, grow for me on this particular variety again that's that's nutrients that i don't have to purchase because i grew it and uh, uh you know your 5375 uh, generated uh, 2700 dollars per acre uh, partially because of the tonnage uh being higher than than the other uh, other couple samples we have there but uh, uh also um uh, the protein was a little higher um uh, your starch content was was uh, uh, was good, and uh, the phosphorus brought some things in there too. Um, so our NDF digestibility was the icing on the cake on on that that particular sample. It uh, was just a little higher uh, on NDF digestibility than the other two. So between the tonnage and and the superior nutrition, uh, that one really uh, really rocked the house pretty well. Yeah, that would be, and you know, so that would be a good example. And I would put fifty three seventy five in the class of that that hybrid that is, while it does not take a backseat to anybody in yield, still delivers a higher level of quality. And you can see represented here when you able to when you're able to combine those two two aspects, um, what you can look at from just an overall dollar standpoint, looking at twenty seven hundred dollars an acre. Um, compared to 2100 an acre on a different variety that we have listed yeah, here and i would yeah. say a, most of that came down to tonnage probably 
Yeah, yeah. Benny, you know, on our, our test plot, um, you know, we had uh, uh, 17 different varieties of corn silage in that test plot. And on the average, uh, it was about $1,700 is what that uh, had generated. And so uh, there were a couple of varieties that only uh, produced $1,300 worth of nutrients and uh, um and so all the way clear up to 2,700. And so I think about that as almost over a thousand dollars difference in nutrients that I either grew or I had to go buy. And that's huge. Yeah. That, I mean, how many of you dairymen listening right now couldn't uh, stand for about a thousand dollars more per acre profit? Yeah. So, you know, I, I run into way too many farms that, you know, it's like, oh, I got the corn silage sample back. Well, what was the starch? You know, and it's like, hey, let's let's talk about what the tonnage was. Let's talk about what the digestible fiber was. Uh, let's talk about how fermentable that starch is. Let's don't get all hung up on just the starch. That's not the entire story. Yep, absolutely. The yeah, said so that you're talking about one aspect, right? One component that we're looking at, and and I, I mean, I can't. I'm same as you, Steve. I, I walk onto a lot of farms, and you know, they'll. What's your starch? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's not the whole I mean, story. I, I mean, it can, it's not the whole story. There's a lot of variation and there's a whole lot more that goes into it. So, well, you know, Steve, I can tell you that, you know, I do this for a living and you, you opened my eyes to some things and I hope that, uh, those listening open their eyes a little bit in consideration of how to do this. And if someone would have any questions, Steve, what would be the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah, they can uh, drop me an email at uh, steve.massey, M-A-S-S-I-E, at rennut.com. That's R-E-N-N-U-T uh, dot com. Or uh, just send me a quick text. Uh, phone number is 814-330-5756. I'd be happy to take your uh, silage samples and throw them into, the, throw them into our spreadsheet and uh, uh, send you the numbers back on uh, how many dollars you generated. And so... You know, Scott, the bottom line is either uh, either you can grow it or buy it. And uh, uh, I find growing it's a whole lot uh, more economical than buying it. Yeah, we know what the we basically know what the energy requirement's going to be. So we got to fill that space with something. So which way are you going to do it? Right. Yep. A little cheaper to grow. That sounds like a great spot. Yep, absolutely. Sounds like a great spot to end it. So again, I'd like to uh, thank Steve for joining us. And uh, again, he gave you his contact information. Don't be afraid to reach out to Steve. I've known Steve a couple of years now, and he truly does care about the um, efficiency and making sure that farms are doing the best that they can do. And he wants to definitely help you with that. So don't be afraid to reach out to Steve or you feel, reach out to us, info at seedcorn.com if you have any other questions or comments. Uh, remember, you can reference this, uh, also view this, I should say, on our YouTube page. And then check out some of our other social media. We have uh, YouTube, as I just said. We have Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. And that should be it. So we'd like to again thank Steve. And I hope everybody has a wonderful day. Thank you for joining the Dairy Dive. Thanks, Scott. Well, that's it for today's episode of The Dairy Dive. We hope you enjoyed the new format, and if you did, we would so appreciate it if you would leave us a review. A good one, we hope. Uh, but those reviews help us increase our visibility and uh, reach more people in the dairy community. So thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time.